podcast friends. Thanks for listening to the Recovery Atheist Podcast and the Two Brothers Audio Experience. Today's topic is on on our favorite athletes, and uh, we're going to have a little discussion about it. Enjoy. live here. Welcome. Good morning, everyone. Good morning. Me and Dell here are once again in the Weirman Media Studios here. We're already jacked up this morning. Hella jacked up. What else? What other way to be? What other way to be in life than fucking lit? You gotta be fucking lit. <sighs> I mean, if you're not excited and lit on life, fuck, it makes it not that fun. I love having excitement, energy, and fucking passion. And that's one thing Dell has shit tons of. So... We're going to be talking today. No, there's no such thing as too much passion. Really? Really? You think so? I don't think so. Um, So we're going to be talking today about our top 10, our top five favorite athletes, ultimately top 10 with us both. We might sprinkle in maybe an extra one, maybe. But a top five favorite athletes for me and Dell, and we're going to be talking about the correlations they have, the characteristics they have as far as why we like them so much. And then we're going to have some banter back and forth on a couple of them that we know uh, kind of contradict each other because he has one on his list that I have one on my list that kind of like go head to head. Not like the Michael Jordan LeBron debate. We won't do that today, but we will have the Tyson Ali debate. So mm. ultimately, I'm going to let you lead in, lead in you with a little intro on yourself, and then you're yeah, I kind of the power. Yeah, you got it. Uh, you got it. With your number one. Give him your number one favorite athlete. I feel like China right now. Anyway, um, all-time, overall, of all sports. His all-time favorite athlete of all sports. He's going to go with Muhammad Ali. God, that's really hard to argue. Muhammad Ali. But let's lean into this. Otherwise known as Cassius Clay. Cassius which R.I.P. will give you some respect, R.I.P. Ali. But I am going to come forward. You know me. I'm a debater. I'm a debater. So I'm going to come forward with the whole Tyson talk because my number one on my list is Tiger Woods. But I'm going to start with my number three, which is Tyson, because I think Tyson, to me, was an example of a like just unstoppable force, like completely unstoppable. I don't think in his prime anyone could have stopped Tyson. Yes, he fell off quick when he fell off, but ultimately when he was on his run, when he knocked everyone out in the first round for however many fights it was, like 13, 16, what was it? Something ridiculous. He, I believe, puts Tyson, I believe, puts down Ali with his uppercut or hook. Being patient right now. (laughs) I'm being being patient because I want to just absolutely blast you. Go ahead. No, No, listen. Again, it comes back to two different eras of boxing. Okay, back when Muhammad Ali was fighting, yes, there was some powerful punchers. You had your Foremans come in. You had your uh, Frazier. He was Uh, never hit by a Tyson punch. But exactly, it was different. When Tyson was fighting, they didn't dance around the ring. If you go back and you look at Tyson and fighting... They were always in each other's chest and grappling and holding on to each other. And, I mean, most of the Tyson punches that was coming off were uppercuts when he was in the clinch. Boom. Okay. Um, Muhammad would have danced. 
Would Tyson be able to have kept up with it and kept his stamina? You I don't know really about d- that. Buster Douglas showed how Tyson That was his last fight. You're right. Got that, tired. That was his last fight of his career. That Who? was when I'm saying that's when his fall came. You, you're well, naming, yeah, the, you're when naming he, the fight when Tyson's fall began. But what I'm saying is it was a different fight. We're talking about two different styles. Who knows what really would have happened? That, that'd be like LeBron and Michael in the situation of who's the best of all time, who's the GOAT. But let's play it out in our heads. Tyson gets in the ring. Ali gets in the ring. Tyson walks up and hits him with his right uppercut. He is going down. If he could catch him. Yes, that's what I'm saying, though. If, if he, he walks, catch Muhammad Ali. That's, that's the picture I'm painting, though. That's the picture I'm painting. You're right. If he could catch him. But my picture I'm painting is just picture it. They get in the ring. He walks him down. He catches him and hits him with the right. He is going down. There's no way anyone survives Tyson's right in his prime. There's just no way. God, I wish we could somehow do that where we could like literally have that happen just to see what would have happened. Both like, of them in their prime. Oh, my Lord. that would. You know how much money would be made? That would make Mayweather and McGregor look like a joke. I mean, literally. that would. There would be trillions <laughs> made off that fight. That would be epic. There has to be it some way... They would be able the- to pay for the war on drugs. <laughs> <laughs> Tyson Ali solves the problem. Of the war on drugs. <laughs> No, but I think that's interesting. But the characteristics of Tyson that I loved is just his talent and hard work. If I mean, but it is sad when you look at how far he fell from the top. Like that's yeah. it's pretty sad stuff. But Ali, you're right. I can see why you would have Ali as number one. That's really hard to. And Ali was just as controversial as what Tyson was. It was just in different areas, but. Um, not going to the Vietnam War, refusing that, being part of, of the, the uh, Islamic nation and the issues with Farrakhan and everything and Muhammad and all, everything like that, Elijah Muhammad. Um, so he played his role in his own little controversies that he had. I loved it. But I he, loved was, shit. he was a humanitarian. He was a human. He was humanistic. Um yeah, he was, he was not someone. He had love for people. He was so intelligent. But he was a showman, and he was a man and ma- charismatic. You're he, absolutely right. He was amazing, though. I agree. He had everything because you what you just said he had, but then also at the same time, if you if you got in the ring with him and you fucking you you had your hands full and he would whoop your ass. So Tyson was a straight up rabid Wolverine. He was. He was, he, a, he was a honey badger. And his fucking build, he was like, come on, Tyson's build in his did, prime. Did, I was watching it uh, this last week, and his, throughout all his knockouts, starting from his first knockout all the way through, and literally there was like five of them where you could literally see in the face of his opponent of, I need to get the fuck out of here. And there are some of them that I would agree that were almost like just nobodies. But well, they were literally, you could see it in their face, like, what am I doing in this ring? Yeah, like most people, I don't, everyone always says that. That's what they say, Dell. They go, oh, he didn't fight anyone in those stretch. Well, who the fuck's going to get in the ring with Tyson? Oh, <laughs> it makes sense if you think about it, because who the fuck's going to step in and be like, oh, put me in the ring with yeah, that guy? Yeah, I was saying that to my buddy Aaron, who I was with last weekend, and he's, I'm like, would you like to be punched by Tyson? He's like, oh, hell no. Probably the last person I'd want to get, I, ever get punched by. I would want to get punched by him now. No, and he's older. But I saw a comment come in from Barry Sanders. I didn't. I didn't have him on my list. But thanks for that input. Uh, yeah, talk about talk about a guy who was on a horrible team, and still was. A, I mean, he's a Hall of Famer, um, and would run for a thousand yards every season, and then 
knowing that the team is not investing in him to get him a championship, what does he do? He retires early to keep his health. I, I applaud him. Good for you. The only thing I'm mad about is the year you got drafted, Barry. The Packers took Tony Mandrich. <sighs> Left tackle. He was a steroid powder puff. Powder puff. We could have had Barry Sanders that year. Just think of Barry Sanders and Brett Favre together. All right, so with here's, Sterling Sharp. Here's oh, the point I'm going to make is that how sports, the thing I love so much about, I find it really interesting when I meet guys that love sports like me is once if they haven't gotten into their own business yet, it's really interesting because I have loved sports my whole life. And the older I get, the more I get involved with my own business venture. It's incredibly, incredibly similar. There is so much similarities between business and sport. Right. And there's no faking or flaking it. The thing I love about it is just that. In sports, once you're on the field, once you're in the ring, once you're in the arena and the lights are on and it's time to play, you can't fake be good at a sport. You can't fake it. You have to be good. Like, you can't be a, a third. Like, you just have to be good. So, like, once you're in that arena, I find a lot of similarities between the business arena and the sports because it's like you're com- you have competitors in business. You're in a sector like you would be whatever business sector. And then you have to compete with your fellow businesses in that sector. And it's just a lot alike. And then you have to – you start to have to condition yourself and practice things to be, to be good at it. And I find a lot of similarities between, uh, for me – like going to the gym and then like prepping to be a, a good business owner. Well, and you got to keep yourself in shape, you know, with the athletes. Um, you got to be ready because you got new rookies and young pups coming up into the into the job that you're doing, and so you've got to stay on top. And it's the same way with business. Exactly. Um, you're out there. You've got your business started. Guess what? You're going to have an upstart come behind you that even has a better idea that's going to want to come in and take your your people, your customers, your everything like that. So it's like, all right, so I'm going to have to learn to change and come up with a different philosophy with it to keep myself fresh. And that's the same way with athletes, same way with business. That's so true, Dell. You just hit it out the park. That's exactly what the book talks about when you read about um the founder's mentality. The founder's mentality is the concept that new companies that are insurgents in the area, so versus like being a rigid bureaucracy or an incubant, someone that's been around for a long time, you you have the new businesses or the new, like the rookies of sports, of the rookies of business, and they're the insurgents. They're the guys that are able to feed special niche markets and like do special things and meet the demands of the consumer. And you're right, that's 100% a great comparison. Being a rookie in the NFL or in a sports league keeps the veterans having to stay on top of their game. That's exactly right with business. It's so true. So that's why I find a lot of similarities and I love the process of being in business too. So, But ultimately, I just wanted to make that correlation. And number two, my favorite athlete of all time, one of my top five favorite athletes of all time, Wayne Gretzky. It's hard to debate that The great one, one. The great one. I mean, it is interesting when you watch the film on him and you see it seems like he's playing with people that it just seems like he's playing he should have been playing now or and he played back then and it seemed like he was just like playing a beat it was like if Mike Tyson was fighting an infant yeah <laughs> I mean it's literally that's what I it look, mean that's he what it looked he like was a man him. amongst boys and he literally was scoring like it was he was well, literally scoring like it was over 100 goals he he has to this day still has the record for uh, goals in a season um, the guy was just phenomenal. I mean, you put the puck, you know, on a stick, and good luck. It was you give him one, you know, any open space whatsoever, 
to get to that net and put a shot on net. Good luck. And this is the other thing I like to correlate to business with sports is the hard work. If you look at all these people, if you look at them, they all have talent. They all had hard work. They, I guarantee, the sacrifice, the discipline, like they're all these guys. There's no way you end up being a Barry Bonds, a LeBron James, a Tiger Woods, a Wayne Gretzky, a Muhammad Ali. You don't get there without hard work, discipline, and sacrifice. It just doesn't happen. Correct. None of these guys, Correct. none of them get to where they are without that. Correct. Period. So like, it's really interesting when you start to look at that, and we've talked about this before on the show, is how if you want to do great things, a lot of times people, you see them fantasizing about these people. They watch highlights, videos on them. They watch, they watch their inf- they, they are somewhat infatuated with these individuals. Mm-hmm. So the, the thing they're infatuated with is the greatness and being different and being an outlier. So how do you do that? It's just so interesting. It's, make a legacy. It make a legacy. It's not easy, but you think about it. Look at their path. It's Correct. how you do it. You fucking work your ass off. You're disciplined and you condition yourself. You have to day after day condition, condition, condition. It's like that with anything. You have to condition yourself no matter what arena you're in, whether it's the arena of business, whether it's the arena of speaking at public events which we're about to start, I want to start doing, um, mm-hmm. but they're online now. But speaking, mm-hmm. no matter what arena you're in, Dell, you know what I'm saying? Right. If you're in the arena of fucking making, styling hair, or of making shoes, of making medical devices, whatever arena you're so in. So what? Be an icon in that. Yeah, be the best at it. Be the best at it, period. And then work your tail off. You're going you're gonna to see that the climb, and you're going to start to see it pay off. Like, it, it works, no matter what you're doing. Well, that's a great lead into my next favorite. All right, what's your next favorite? Del. Del Bacon. Well, you know I am a Packer fan. So a lot of people are going to give me a lot of hard, you know, time about this. Fucking Packers. Because I'm a call me a homer. He's a bu- he's a meat packer. But let's look at this. Let's he likes l- to pack meat. Let's let's look at Aaron Rodgers. I just want to throw him out there. Here's a guy who was told he was going to be the first round draft pick. He drops all the way down to whatever it was, 24th. Nobody wanted him. He was supposed to be a problem child. Has an attitude. Gets drafted by the Packers, and he used that as a fire for him. He killed it. Motivation. And then what does he do? He has to go to Green Bay and play behind the great one, Brett Favre. Favre. And, And... has to come in with all that pressure replacing him totally and he slayed it and he did i mean you want to talk about a guy who i mean the pressure had to be immense to be able to do what he's done and has he be the best has he won enough super bowls no in my opinion he should have more than what he has but again that comes on green bay's front office and not really giving him a defense or receivers. Which is exactly another great point I wanted to lean into right here. I think you're making great points. He's talking about motivation. He was talking about how Aaron Rodgers literally, he found the motivation through all the... So, like, it's about how we use, no matter what it is in life, what the event is, what it is, you can use it as motivation. Like, when my mom died, I used it not as a deterrent, but a propellant. You, no matter what situation you're in in life, can use stuff as deterrents or propellants. Aaron Rodgers used that as a propellant to motivate him, to give him a chip on his shoulder, to give him that desire, the passion, and the will to work his ass off. And you're right, dude. He's fucking slayed it. Aaron Rodgers is probably the, one of the best in the league, if not ever, to play the position. But the argument I want to make and have you lean in on to as well is the argument in football that 
yes, that's a team measurement. So, like, you took a guy like Aaron Rodgers is probably one of the best quarterbacks yeah. ever. But the reason he doesn't have more Super Bowl rings is because of the people around him. Right. So, and, and that's where I wanted to go with it, actually. You're leading right into my next thought on it is this, is that he's a game changer. Game we, changer. We talk about business and being a game changer. It's a great example, though, of how um, no matter how good you are, you have to have He goes up against whatever obstacle it is, and he can win games for Green Bay single-handedly by himself he does it all the time he does it he He has done it it so many times almost every week so are you going to be that game changer to go up against obstacles in your life business whatever it is and be that game changer and still have success and succeed in it but i love the example that you're making because it leads into that how you can be the aaron Rodgers. he's great how can you be better but then without the right pieces around you you still you have you can't flourish no, you got to make sure you have people around you that are going to uh, support and, and feed into your own strengths. You don't need people around that is going to support your weaknesses. You want people that are going to help motivate you to use your strengths to succeed and move forward in life. That's what I do every day. I've been fortunate enough to find people like that, especially you, JR, Isaac, um, to Right, to where I'm able to be motivated and pushed forward and challenged Exactly to move forward and do the right thing. So I think it's a great point that Dell's making is that he talks about how you can be the number one, trying to be the game changer, try to be the one that shows up every day that is that person that has that motivation that does have that. You can tr- you can start that day one today. It doesn't matter. You can start now. And also number two, then realizing what he just said is that you there's there's no there's no kind of ego that will keep, like ego is the number one thing that will keep you from having success and being able to surround yourself with people like if if i if there's nothing wrong with having to have people around you to build you up like what's the issue with that like aaron Rodgers is a great example like if he would have just had the right people he'd have probably five x rings he had a wide res- if he had the right offensive line, the right wide receiver here and there, and the right defense here and there, he'd be probably he'd be he'd be better than I mean, let's face it, he's more talented probably than Brady. So, but Brady has more rings, so that says every like it's the stats. Just, the stats say that Aaron Rodgers is better. is better than Brady, but and let's face it, you look at it, con- he that's, is. But that's just stats. So that's what we I'm measure into. by successes by Super Bowl rings. That's and what I'm Brady, getting into. Tom Brady's Brady my next. At- he's my next athlete. That's what I'm leaning into. So Brady is to me, if I had to pick it, probably my all-time favorite athlete. It's besides Tyson, I would say Brady. Brady in, is up there because. To me, he's the primary example of everything that we just talked about. He has just been blessed to have the ability to be the game changer and then to also have the team around him and the best coach and the ability to succeed. And I think the number one thing that's interesting the most about the Patriots is their lack of ego. They can do it with anyone. Look, at they can take someone off the street and turn them into a wide receiver. They, like They can do it with anyone. They just need... Bill Belichick and Tom Brady, and then they have the ability to win on a consistent basis. And they're willing to do it any kind of way. They will throw five-yard screens and dink and dunk down the field. Mm. They don't need to run big, fancy, high-end plays. They just do whatever it takes to win. Whatever the defense gives them, they do what it takes to win. They don't care how it looks. And I think that's admirable, considering that they they win so much. They are so great, and they're the best, arguably the best dynasty now it's going on that verge ever 
Yeah, I mean, you look back to the you know the Cowboys and the 49ers back in the day with Montana and Aikman, those dynasties and stuff. Um, yeah, they're definitely up there with those, if not the best. Yeah, so then start to look into what are the reasons. Like, I like to observe that and be like, okay, what are the characteristics that make it do that? Right, right. And you, you look at those other teams, they were, they were like all-star teams while New England just keeps plugging guys in. Uh, and they'll take a player that for years has done nothing and bring them into New England and all of a sudden they're superstars. Dallas and San Francisco didn't do that. They had superstars. A ton of them. A ton of them. Okay. While New England seems to pick people up off the streets, the leftovers that other teams don't want, bring them in and just plug them on in and they buy into Belichick's and Brady. idea and Brady and what they're doing and next thing you know they're winning another Super Bowl ring. What is it? Six? Six of them, and I'm sick of it. I'm so sick of the Patriots. Six! If you can't tell my disdain for them and Brady. I can tell it kind of washed down your Rodgers excitement. Well, it's, it's it, no, it's fine. I get it, and it's amazing what they've done. But I, I, I even if it's not, the, I, it doesn't have to be the Packers for me. To But I want something different. No, I can understand, which is kind of exciting. What makes this year exciting is that he is, it is going to be different. True. It is going to be an interesting thing with Gronk and him down in Tampa Bay. Um, and they brought in Shady McCoy now, so they got another good running back. And uh, who's the, uh, what is it, Mike Evans, yep. uh, the wide receiver over there? And, and Marquise, and, what is it, Marquise Goodwin or Marquise yeah, Goodwin? Goodwin. And then they got OJ uh, Howard, Howard, the other the tight end. end. So, they so got, if you add OJ Howard with Gronk and Marquise The Buccaneers are going to be interesting, and they're sporting those old school 2000. Uh, uniforms again. The grays. They're fucking just killer. But here's my one point, Del. I want to ask you and bounce off you. If a team like them is doing that and they're having so much success, why in the fuck aren't other teams looking at them and being like, yo, because what I do in business is I watch Gary Vaynerchuk. I watch him and I'm, I'm emulating a lot of what he does and we're having a lot of success here and I just opened it. So like if I'm in, if I went into football, I would look at Bill Belichick and the Patriots and be like, okay, they're the best. I would be humble and open-minded to that. And I'd be like, okay, now I'm going to implement some of that stuff in my corporation business. Why in the hell aren't other coaches operating more? Like, what are they doing? So, I I truly think it's lack of ego that's their number one thing. That is what's why they're successful. And here's hear me out on that. Yeah. I think that gives them the ability to do anything and everything to win. And when you remove ego from, from a team of people... They are all just operating in a humble, open-minded, flexible, agile fashion. And then when you come together and you're all working together and building each other up, like we talk about having our individual strengths, then we can do whatever it takes to win. Like if we we don't care, like we don't have an off. Like if you look at Mike DiFilippo, the offensive coordinator for the Vikings the other year, he had an ego in the way. There was something going on there where he wanted to call certain plays and, belt, and, and Zimmer didn't want him to. So think about that. You have all these, imagine a football team with a bunch of egos. You have an offensive coordinator that thinks he has to call these plays, and he has all the answers. So ego to me is a really interesting point. I really think the Patriots have the most unity and the most flexible operation that allows them to win anyway. That's, to me, what I see. Well, and with the Patriots, it's about team. Team. It's not about one player. Uh, you don't Which see. Ego. Well, yeah, you don't. You don't see Belichick bringing in usually flashy players. Um, well, and he does. He and when you do, they don't fucking flash. They either Look don't. They either 
go and conform to what Belichick wants or they're gone. Or they're gone. Um, So we're looking at that situation now with Cam Newton, um, bringing Cam Newton into New England. And look at the deal they got for him. And that's the other thing Belichick is so good at, is bringing in players and bringing it in on an affordable contract. So I think he's the ultimate businessman, let's face it. He's economical. Everything he does with the Patriots is businesslike. What you just talked about is economics of football. He doesn't fucking spend $30 million on a player. Or like Mahomes with Kansas City. Come on. Jesus Christ. No matter how good you are, dude, that's not worth it. That money, that money, I mean, a two-year contract. It doesn't matter how good you are. That contradicts everything about a sport of a team. Well, what happens if he breaks his leg next year and he's out for the rest of his career? And at the same time, it just drives ego. Because look, at if we're giving one guy, if we have a whole team, everyone's showing up and they're busting their tail, working their asses off, sweating. The offensive linemen and defensive linemen are the least appreciated. Yeah. And, every, and then all of a sudden, everyone comes in like, oh, Mahomes is getting $35 million, Well, yeah, million. Mahomes. You what think, you oh, think he's, he's Mahomes without his offensive line, without Tyreek Hill catching the ball? I mean, come on, without people. The off, that's what I'm saying. Without the coaches making the plays and calling it and Andy Reid doing what he needs to do with it? Um, yeah. I just agree with you 100%, Del, that it's all – that's what I love about Belichick. He's so economical with everything. Ridiculous how much money he got. It's ridiculous. There's no one that should get that much money. And that's I agree with I'm starting to I'm in love with what the Patriots do. Sorry to say it, man. I have mar- just got Why don't you marry him then if you're in love with him? I'm just saying after you, I've just gotten to the point I'm a Viking fan. I have the helmet here. But I am telling you, after year after year after year after year after year of winning, and they never stop. It's like, okay, I, I guess I do like that because it's like they're the best ever. It's just it's hard not to root for him now. Well, why 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 play the game if you're not trying to win? I know. That's what I want. That's what business is. If we came in here and just were like, uh, second, third place, it's okay. Exactly. No, that's that's you're not gonna get anywhere with that attitude. Exactly. So that's why I admire it and I've learned to grow to like it and it, like it's the kind of coach I want. I want the coach that always wins, that makes economical decisions. That is ego-free. That wears cut-off fucking short sleeve sweatshirts that are fucking rigid and beat up. And his press conferences are hilarious. I love him. The guy's so next, blue. He's so next blue. Next question. Color. Next question. All right, we're just looking forward to the next game. Next, next game. question. Next game. Any? Do you have any questions to, to that are of interest to me? If not, you know. Next question. All right, into press conference. Done. Bye. I love the guy, and then he's putting in 16, 18 hour days. I watched a documentary on him. He literally spends more time at the facility than any players. He lives he, it. He lives there. He lives it. I mean, he eats it. He craps it. <laughs> I mean, he everything he does day in and day out has to do with the Patriots. So it's kind of really interesting to me. I think it's a great point. So I love your points there, Dale, and I love how we correlated all that to business. My next favorite athlete. So I have now I'm on to my fourth favorite athlete. I haven't gone. Go. Keep cutting me off. Sorry. Who you got? Let's match it together. I see you got LeBron over there. I do have LeBron over here. I've got Michael Jordan. All right, we'll go in with Michael. Okay. That's going to be hard. You got Michael and Ali. That's hard to beat. So I I go with Michael. I've been a fan of Michael since uh, back when he was with North Carolina in college. I remember uh, him hitting the game-winning shot in the championship. I've always been a fan of Michael. I loved it that he went to Chicago. I was growing up in Wisconsin. Bucks were okay, but I'd always loved the Bulls and their uniforms and the emblem and everything. So when he went to to Chicago, I became a huge fan of watching him there as well. 
This is where, it, I mean, the guy is a winner. Period. When he was losing to Detroit and getting manhandled by Detroit, what did he do? Did he sit there and just take it? No, he bulked up 40 pounds in the offseason. He says, fine, if you're going to bring it to me and, and, and knock me down, I'm going to bring it to them. And that next year, they ended up knocking off Detroit because he had the physical prowess to be able to go out there and take it now. Um, the guy is just a go-getter. He, he, he will do and sacrifice whatever it has to be sacrificed to get what he's wanting in that, and it proves it with the two three-peats and six championships. Now, this goes directed towards you, JR. Yes, sir. All right, so LeBron, I mean, what is the number one question that everybody wants to ask? It's on ESPN, everywhere else, is who's the GOAT? Who is the greatest of all time, LeBron or Michael? This is my point, and then I'll pass it off to you. There's really no arguing right now. There's two different eras of basketball. The workout, the workout and the training facilities and the way we eat today and the players eat today is completely different than what it was back when he was playing, when Jordan was playing ball. So acknowledge what you're saying. You're saying they're better. I'm saying the league today is stronger and better. And bigger and faster. But this is my point to it. Even with that, LeBron hasn't won six defensive titles in a row. That's what I'm saying. He, I mean... Michael brought other elements to the game that LeBron has not been able to bring to the game. Now, LeBron is an amazing player, and, and he's an icon. But if I, this is just my opinion, if yeah. I was starting a franchise with prime Jordan or prime LeBron, I'm taking Jordan. All right, now it's my turn. So I love that pick, ultimately, because it correlates with my LeBron pick. But ultimately, I agree with you 100%. There's no arguing this right now. Until he wins at least another ring or two, he he, he, he isn't. But let's let's lean into the conversation and the debate because I love debate. I love looking at things because, listen, debate's great, you guys, because, listen, it forces you to be empathetic and open-minded and look at one side and the other side and start to contradict and think and be comprehensive with my thoughts. So that's why I fucking love debate because it forces me to grow because I can look at things from this side look at it from that side and then i can deduct my sound reasoning from other people's opinions in my opinion but right now what we're talking about is sports and the greatest athlete of all time and i'm going to correlate this to individual versus team and and how it all comes back to no matter how gifted talented you are you have to have a team people around you that are amazing as well so like ultimately what you talked about with rogers is because he's an individual versus team achievement and what we're talking about right now is on an individual level if we compare the two i give the edge to lebron I think individually, if you go size-wise, LeBron can guard and sh- LeBron can switch to all five positions. LeBron can guard from number one to number five. He can guard all five. So I think LeBron individually, individually, he I think LeBron is more gifted. But as a team and as a champion, there's no argument. Le- Michael Jordan is the best still. He has six rings, and he's won more than anyone, and he's built people up around you more than anyone. The number one way to determine how like great you are is how you build others up. Champions bring others with them. Like If you look great, that's the number one measure of a great athlete is someone or someone that makes people around them better. 
you improve people, you bring them up with you. You it's leadership. That's what we're talking about. People that use whether it's whatever arena you're in. It's about how whether if you're in like Gary Vaynerchuk, he builds people up. He helps bring them up with him. LeBron James, Michael Jordan, whatever you do, leaders build people up. So what what I'm t- going to lean into is the team versus individual statistic and like you can't blame I mean, let's just face it. Michael Jordan is better on a team level, but that's because he had Steve. I mean, let's face it. He was playing with good people. He had pieces around him consistently. Scottie Pippen, Dennis Rodman. He had a sound surrounding. Scottie Pippen, one of the most underrated players ever in the NBA. If Jordan would not have been in the league, Scottie would have possibly been looked at as one of the best in the league at that time. So that's what I'm saying about is the team. The pieces around Jordan are the ones that made him get those. He... He, whether he says it or not, I don't care. But without those pieces, he doesn't get six rings. With the coach, Phil Jackson, he had for a while. He had Steve Kerr shooting around him. He had Dennis Rodman and Scottie Pippen. Like I said, I just don't think individually he gets those without having those great but Hall of But LeBron famers. hasn't done it either individually. But LeBron, come on. Let's look Dwayne at Wade, Chris Bosh. Then you go to Cleveland. He's got Kyrie Irving, he Kevin He had Long. Dwayne Wade and Chris Bosh, and he won three of his rings with them. Right, but I'm saying he had... It was, so you just made a great point. You just made When my, it comes you're, to you're basketball, you have to have the three-headed beast. So you're making you my point, though. Kevin Durant, Stephon Curry, and, and Clay Thompson. You know, you look at the teams that win, there's usually a three-headed beast. Like, even when the Timberwolves were good, who did we have? Then we had the big three. We had Garnett, Sprewell, Cassell. So that's my point. Is No matter how great you are, you look at the greatest athletes that we're talking about. You have to have the right pieces around you to complement you to ever make you reach your full potential. So I could be the greatest talented businessman in the world, but I'm egotistical and don't work well with other people. I'm not going to ever have that great success. It's the same thing with, with business and with sports. So that's what I'm talking about. Like You take away Dennis Rodman and Scottie Pippen and Steve Kerr and Phil Jackson from Michael, and I don't think he is anywhere near what he was. So that's what I'm talking about on an individual versus team level. And yes, I agree. You can't argue. Michael is currently better. But if you start to look at the individual achievements of LeBron and his capabilities and what he has done, he's won rings with how many different head coaches now? Is it three different head coaches? Wait, he won them in Miami, and now he won it in... If he wins another one in LA, it'll be be the third third team with third different head coach, and it'll be four rings, and he also beat a team that was the best ever record-wise in the regular season down three to one in the finals. Again, Jermon Green suspended, but we won't go there. But that's my point. But he's I mean, gonna get there. If he wins another ring or two, he's there. He's getting there. With LeBron, he's already passed Jordan scoring wise. He's already He's gonna have all the statistics. There there's a possibility that he could catch up to Kareem Abdul Jabbar by the end of his career and have the all time scoring. That's what um, I'm saying. So at the list. end of the day, if he has all the scoring stats, now he's passed them there. You'd have to make a rubric for grading. The only other thing that would be left would be championships. But people are always going to be like, oh, the, he, he he lost in the finals. You know LeBron's never been favored in the finals? Well, let me ask you that. Never been favored in the finals. Why do you honestly... Do, is it okay for us to judge a player just because of how many rings they have and not look at the overall accomplishment of what they've done in their career? I mean, you can say that about Aaron Rodgers all day long. He's this only got the about. one, but yet look at his... Individual. Look at his overall stats and what they are, and what an amazing. The only quarterback ever throughout a career so far to have over 100 quarterback rating. He's got the highest of all time. I mean, yeah, he doesn't have the Super Bowl rings like Brady does, but don't take that away from him. It's it's a team sport, and he can't, he can't go and play on the defensive line or intercept passes. 
I agree 100%, which is why I think when you break down these comparisons, you have to do it on the individual level and then a team level. And I think there's, if you create that rubric for grading, you would have both, and then you would add in maybe championships. So you'd grade them individually, grade them on a team level, and then grade them on their stats and, and championships. And I think they all would be somewhat part of the rubric. But ultimately... Yeah, I think LeBron James, if he does end up getting five or six rings, will definitely. Yeah, if he does that, then without a doubt, I will rethink and relook at the situation and and decide at that time. But right now, it's definitely Michael for me. Uh, All right, so let's go ahead. Yeah, we'll go ahead and we're going to end this one on this because I know you and I have already talked about it. We are an absolute love love with this individual he uh yeah he's had some history and some bad things that have happened but who has it in their life but he's always overcome and seemed to come back from it and that's my man tiger woods he is probably my favorite athlete i've ever watched he is so exciting to watch some of the shots he makes oh my that one uh and his passion that one chip shot he made that went up all the way to the hole and it just sat on the rim of the cup for like literally five seconds and then, and then fell in. Oh, man, that was just classic drama right there. So let's so look good. at the characteristics of Tiger Woods that are so lovable. Yes. Passion. Without a doubt. Boom, check that off. Passion. Who fucking plays golf and acts like they're in an NFL football game? Tiger Woods. Especially with that. I fucking love... Dude, what? And then the other thing I love about his characteristics, all right, trials and tribulations, you can check that one off. And he's traditional, classic. He always wears that red shirt in the final round. It's consistent every single time that red shirt gets pulled out. And then hard work and talent, he's you can check that off. Oh, yeah. He's, he's had a broken back, okay? He's had three different swing experts that he's coaches that he's worked with to try to up get his swing better to deal with his back and everything like that and he's adjusted and still went out and won the masters in 2018 so i mean it covers everything he endures endures sacrifices discipline works his tail off is the most talent so he has all of it come together and that's why he is to me the greatest athlete he has talent hard work discipline sacrifice all of these things. And then you start to look at the things with his wife, which is sad and unfortunate. But yeah. listen, the thing I love about it is it forces us to look at humans. It's, it summarizes humans. To he's me. a human. He's a human. We all make mistakes. He's, he's not a superhero. That's Just what I'm because saying. he goes out there and he can play golf better than anyone ever in the history of golf doesn't make him not human. Everyone talks shit about him because he cheated on his wife. Well, fuck. We all that, have that whole domestic issue. And then he got he got uh, arrested for being passed out in his car on the side of the road down in Florida, um, and and had you know was under the influence of pills and stuff. Well, but this who guy. Am I? But the thing is, is he's in pain. He's been dealing with a broken back. They were prescribed medications. He shouldn't have been driving. Um, but he, he's a human. He's, he's a man, just like anybody else. And he has weaknesses, too, as well. But, boy, he can take those strengths and, and show how you can be better than your weaknesses. I agree 100%. And that's what I love about Tiger Woods. He summarizes all this. We all expect other humans to be perfect, and then we're imperfect. So I think every time I bring up Tiger Woods, everyone's like, oh, he cheated on his wife. I'm like, I don't give a fuck. I understand. Who has it, who has who it, hasn't it made him- in that spot? I mean, look at Bill Clinton. Look at, I mean, who I'm has saying- it in a spot of uh, being under the microscope as a celebrity that we don't hear every day? Oh, they were caught cheating. 
That's what I'm saying is we all have imperfect, we all have shortcomings, defects, and we make mistakes. So anyone to sit there and shine a light on an athlete that made a mistake and, and, and cheated on his wife and act like now he's completely forever shunned and he's a bad person because he did that. Like, yes, that's a mistake. Right. But look at we all make fucking mistakes. Exactly. So that's why I'm a huge fan of Tiger Woods. And I love most of all his passion, his sacrifice, his hard work, his discipline. To me, he is the accumulation and example primarily of everything that we have talked about in greatness and discipline and hard work and championship. And overcoming obstacles. I mean, the guy, a lot of people said he would never come back and be able to win a major. Never. That he's done. His career is done. He'll with the back injuries and all the the stuff you know off the off the greens off the course that he was going through. He will never ever come back and win a major again. And then he's he's doing it. And I think he still has two, three, four left in him. So yeah, I I, I give a shout out to Tiger. He is so much fun to watch and an inspiration to me um, to do what he's done. Um, so yeah, so that's our all-time favorite athletes. favorite athletes. So let's round it out then. Let's go ahead and round it out. We're sitting at forty minutes. Went a little long, but it was a good topic. And we'll do. We're gonna be coming live again here shortly, folks. And but ultimately, I think it's a great topic, Dell. And I think it's great for us to come together on all these different things. Me and Dell, we can share our perspectives, our views, and then I take from him. I learn from him, and I move forward. And I now, after doing this, can be more well-rounded and have a more like well-rounded perspective on just everything that we talk about so i think it's awesome of you to come in and talk about these things and share your perspectives with me i really appreciate it it forces me to grow and i really appreciate this well thank you for your opinions as well on this stuff and and then and now i'm sitting here and i'm able to reflect on this and be like okay yeah in order no matter how great no matter how gifted no matter how talented the individual is you have to have the right pieces around you if you, unless you want to end up being like an Aaron Rodgers or you want to end up being like a LeBron James in order to be the best you have to surround yourself with the best period yeah, and unfortunately for Aaron and, and some other athletes that are out there they're not in control of that you know they're counting on trusting other people in the front office and stuff to do that but if you're like in our situation we have the power to make those decisions about who we're going to bring in our life and who is going to uh, better us in what we're trying to do and give us more strength and power in what we're trying to do. So, yeah, that's a challenge out to everyone out there in Podcast Nation. Put the people around you uh, that are going to bring out the best in, in what your abilities are. 100%. And the only way to do that is start to surround yourself with them. And you're not going to surround yourself with champions if you're if you're behaving like a a first like an amateur let's just face it like so that's, someone who says china <laughs> exactly so i try and strive myself with people that build me up dell builds me up my brother builds me up gary vanachuk you build me up thanks gary v shout out to gary v i love you you guys all help build me up and it's amazing and i love it and then when we share our opinions and perspectives i start to understand and become more well-rounded and we start to move forward united and we start to thrive as a team but to me the number one obstacle to all this is ego where if me and dell had big egos and we're like 
up here trying to measure our egos I'm like we're measuring so, our wieners i'm so much then, better than you i feel like that's the issue in sports and everything is ego if you remove ego from business and sports and we just work together to win and be the best i think that's where you'd see a lot more success and that's to me how i want to round it out and be like that's why the patriots are so well done so i'll let you finish up and say Adios. all right shout out to seth andrews matt delahunty aaron Ra, and of course my man sam harris what a what amazing man shout out shout out to mason uh thanks for coming on and having a comment this morning uh definitely if you like the video if you, you like our podcast my podcast please subscribe uh at the youtube uh channel that i have my rec- um, um <laughs> the recovery atheist uh you can also get me at the recovery atheist at gmail.com i'm on twitter and instagram at the same name uh so yeah Get a hold of me. Let me know your thoughts. Uh, and I can't wait to see you again. Go ahead, buddy. Yeah, thanks, Dell. And I, th- I want to say thank you to all you people that tuned in as well. And ultimately, Dell just hit it out the park. If you guys want to give us your insight, perspective, or feedback, we would greatly appreciate it. Whether it's good, bad, or ugly, we listen to everyone. But ultimately, we want to hear your feedback. We want to have you on the. We want to have more dialogue with you and have as much conversation with you as possible. So Correct. I love it, Dell. I appreciate you being in. And we will be back momentarily peace peace and love hey again podcast friends thanks for listening to the recovery atheist and the two brothers audio experience again today's topic uh, was on our favorite athletes and having a little discussion about it uh If you want to get a hold of me or be able to find me, you can find me on the YouTube channel, The Recovery Atheist. You can email me at therecoveryatheist at gmail.com. I want to give a shout out to some of our supporters in the cities that they live in. Uh, We've got the Twin Cities. Uh, We've got Chicago, Duluth, Twin Ports, Virginia. I want to give it out to France and for Dublin, Ireland, for listening to us. That is really sweet that you guys are listening to us, and, and thanks for that support. Um, I just want to say also that you can find me, uh, take me wherever you want to go on Spotify using an Android or iPhone and on many other different platforms. Take me on the go when you're on the go. Be safe out there.